0: march 30th 1981 it was a monday like many spring mondays in the dc area overcast and cool enough to warrant wearing a jacket as a spring was ushering in the cherry blossoms and slowly but surely chasing away that bitter winter chill the day was like any other but not for long Yes, this was still our nation's capital, and there were politicians, journalists, labor leaders, and many other people at the Washington Hilton for the Reaganomics speech that had just been given. In fact, there were several hundred people at this AFL-CIO fundraiser with the keynote speaker being none other than the Gipper himself. (laughs) It was 2.27 p.m., that the Secret Service announced in each other's ears that Rawhide was on the move, walking to his vehicle to head back home when all of a sudden gunshots rang out and President Ronald Reagan was shot. Welcome to Talk With History. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. Now, before we get into talking about this historic event tonight that happened 42 years ago on the date today, I want to ask our listeners for reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Now that we're on YouTube with this podcast, a YouTube like or a YouTube share would be great. It really helps the show grow. And no one else is going to bring history to you like this. And the History Channel certainly doesn't do it either. That's right. That's right. We but need se- to
1: bring history back to the History Channel. We need
0: to bring it back. And But seriously, History Channel, give us a call. Right? Chip and Joanna Gaines of the History Channel right we'll here. We'll
1: do a whole, a whole series on location yeah. and interview people and show you, just like we do with this, we actually visited the location.
0: That's right. Jen, tell us about what we're talking about tonight.
1: So this is the assassination attempt of President Ronald Reagan. It happened 42 years ago today, 1981. And he had just given a speech in our nation's capital And he was walking outside. And it's interesting because this Washington Hilton had made this entrance for presidential speeches. That's right. Kennedy had been there a couple of times. This was a place. They had a pretty good covering where they could let you off and then you could walk. If you see that kind of brick area, that's a walkway where you can walk inside that brick area to go and speak. So it's pretty well protected. And that's where Reagan was going to give a speech to, I think, a union workers. Yeah. And Reaganomics. Yeah. And he had just finished giving the speech. So he was leaving and coming out. And it was like 227, like you had said. It was
0: 227.
1: And he waves to some people. And over where the plaque is at is where the gunman was standing. Hinckley was standing. Yeah.
0: So the picture that's showing right now, this is the picture, one of the pictures that I took while we were there. We were in D.C. a couple of weeks ago. And so we went up there. It was really cold. And th- this Washington Hilton is still used, looks almost exactly like it did 42 years ago. Mm-hmm. So there's the plaque right there. You can see right there on our screen. And so Jen's talking over there in the better light. I'm over here behind the camera taking the pictures. And so that's the, sh- that's, I was standing right where it happened.
1: And so you get Hinckley, who fires six rounds in succession. And he has a revolver. So you can only fire six rounds. Yep. And The first shot actually hits the press secretary, Brady. And we'll talk more about that because you get the Brady bill that will come out of this. He hits him in the head. Brady goes forward. It will impact Brady for the rest of his life. He will be in a wheelchair. The second shot hits Tom Delaney. He's a police officer.
0: Police officer. Okay.
1: And as he hits him in the back, he says he yells, I'm hit. So it's kind of the events, too, that. He, and But he falls forward, and now you have a clear path to the president. Yeah. So basically, Hinkley has taken out the two people that kind of were in the path of President Reagan. This third shot hits Jerry Parr, and that's the person who pushes him into the limo. That's the Secret Service agent. As you can see, he's the one who has the jacket, and he's pushing him at the same time. And the shot goes actually over, the, over his head, so it doesn't really hit Jerry Parr. But the fourth one is going to hit the other secret service agent that's tim mccarthy yep. and he's gonna hit him in the chest so he does his job so what happens is the two people go down brady is hit he goes down the police office hit in the back he says i'm hit i go down the fourth shot goes over their heads but Parr is pushing the president into the limo delaney turns towards the Shots. gunfire yep. and spreads out his arms just like a secret service agent is supposed and to do he makes
0: himself a bigger target
1: and he gets hit right in the chest um And then the fifth shot hits the limo window, but it's the sixth shot that gets the president. It's the sixth shot that ricochets off the parking lot hits the back of the limo and because the limo is bulletproof
0: it actually ricocheted back
1: ricochets into the armpit oh, I not realize of that. Ronald Reagan
0: Yeah and, I, and if I remember right and the thing with our video there's a ton of videos you guys can find a ton of videos on the Reagan shooting you can find a ton of journalists that have done it over the years recently 20 years ago 30 years ago and they do some very in depth they actually drive the route and, do, and film on the whole thing so we actually use those as a little bit of research on our side there's some really good ones Ones. But one of the things I think I remember him talking about is they just, they didn't realize he was hit. Right they way. didn't
1: realize he was hit because he, again, it's a ricocheted bullet that's getting him in like the back left armpit. So I'm doing my right, somebody, the left armpit. His injuries were not noticed at first.
0: And I actually enjoyed learning the call, like the call sign of the Secret Service call yes. sign that was was Rawhide.
2: Back to the White House. Back to the White House. Rawhide is Okay
1: rawhide for the president and they called the white house the crown yeah. so they get in the limo the secret service hand shoves his hands on the president to look for anything he doesn't see any blood because it's in his back left armpit and he goes okay let's head towards the crown so that's what you hear on the radio we're going, we're going to crown. but then president reagan starts to cough up blood
0: well and the other funny thing is too the people on the radio are so worked up that some people are forget to use the call signs Yes. about that some people say, are you going to the White House? Like mm-hmm. He's like, going to the Crown. Yeah. You want
2: to go to the hospital or back to the White House? We're going, we're going to the Crown. Yes.
0: And, and then they pick the alternate location once he figures out so has been shot. So when he starts to cough
1: up blood, the secret Service agent realizes right away that there is blood in his lungs and he has to make a call.
2: Roger, we want to go to the emergency room of uh, George Washington. That's
1: a roger. Oh, George Washington's fast. Yep. And yes, and you have to say it over the radio. Yep. So here he is telling everybody who can have access to a radio that Rawhide is going to George Washington. Yeah, and that's Ra- what, he,
0: he says like Rawhide is hit or Rawhide yeah. is going to George Washington.
1: Rawhide is going to George Washington. Yep. And so that's the name of the hospital, George Washington University Hospital. So he's using the exact name and he had to really weigh national security.
2: George Washington, fast. Roger, fast and down, Courtney. Park, can I? Park, can I? George Washington, get an ambulance. I mean, get the... Um
1: the president will walk himself into the emergency room
3: oh i didn't realize that
0: so
1: he does make a good show and then as soon as he gets laid down on the gurney and they realize the seriousness of this they don't put him under until nancy reagan gets there oh my gosh. and says says um something to him and he says i forgot to duck so he told oh i'm sorry gosh. honey i forgot to duck That's yeah he- <laughs>
0: and so if you see on the on the screen here if you're watching the live stream you can see this is us at the emergency room this is at us mm-hmm. at the washington hospital so this is across the street and then up here ronald reagan institute of emergency so medicine he goes
1: into that he walks himself into the emergency room yeah
0: there. so they named it after him i don't know when they did that but it was neat again just being right there like the george washington university hospital
1: mm-hmm. so nancy comes in he tells her i forgot to duck which i think is really funny but I what I one of the things I really love about Reagan, he keeps his morale up and he keeps people around him's morale up. So before he goes in for surgery and before they put him under, he looks around at all the the medical staff and the surgeon and he says, "I hope you're all Republicans."
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you, you love that story. I love that story, <laughs>
1: and because the head surgeon, who's actually a Democrat, yeah. says, "Mr. President, we're all Republicans today." Yeah, I love that a Democrat would say that to him to put his mind at ease.
0: And that's and it's so, I love it because it's so stereotypical of Reagan too. <laughs> that's what he was known for. We were doing our research on Reagan mm-hmm. and videos, and they talked about all the time like how he would crack jokes during his speech. Like,
2: Mr. Speaker, Mr. President, distinguished members of the Congress, honored guests, and fellow citizens, today marks my first State of the Union address to you, a constitutional duty as old as our republic itself. President Washington began this tradition in 1790 after reminding the nation that the destiny of self-government and the preservation of the sacred fire of liberty is finally staked on the experiment entrusted to the hands of the American people. For our friends in the press who place a high premium on accuracy, let me say, I did not actually hear George Washington say that.
0: Like, unlike a lot of his predecessors before him. Yes. And so even in that time, right, he's getting ready to go under for surgery. He's cracking jokes. So. It just escalaulates really him in his persona right then and there,
1: yes. And so he will go into surgery. They will find the bullet. They will patch him up. We read that the Oscars were supposed to air that night, so they delay the Oscars for one night because the president actually recorded a message for the Oscars.
3: Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure that all of you here and most of you watching tonight understand why we delayed this program for twenty four hours. Because of the incredible events of yesterday, that old adage "the show must go on" seemed relatively unimportant. The Academy, ABC Television, and all of us connected with the show felt, because of the uncertain outcome, as of this time yesterday, it would have been inappropriate to stage a celebration. But the news today is very good, as you know. The President is in excellent condition at last reports. He's been conducting business, and he is a. And he happens to be in very good spirits. Uh, after all, you must remember this is a man who yesterday, while he was in the hospital, unable to speak, wrote on a sheet of paper, all things considered, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. <laughs> so tonight the show does go on. Now, two weeks ago, President Reagan videotaped an opening greeting for this occasion. We were in contact with the White House about two hours ago and it was the President's express wishes that we use for that introduction. And I might add uh, that you might like to know that he also asked for a television set in his room so he could view this program tonight. I was, too. Actually, the president was in such good form today, I was very tempted to call him and ask him if he had any more of those one-liners that I could use. (laughs) So it is especially pleasing tonight, ladies and gentlemen, to be able to say, here is the president of the United States.
2: Good evening to my fellow Americans, eagerly awaiting the presentation of the 53rd Annual Academy Awards. It's surely no state secret that Nancy and I share your interest in the results of this year's balloting. We're not alone. The miracle of American technology links us with millions of moviegoers around the world. It's the motion picture that shows us all not only how we look and sound, but more important, how we feel. When it achieves its most noble intent, film reveals that people everywhere share common dreams and emotions. Tonight, I applaud all who create, make, distribute, exhibit, and attend movies. I salute the Academy for the influence its work has on the world's most enduring art form. Film is forever. I've been trapped in some film forever myself. (laughs) And as a former member of the Academy, I ask you now to join Nancy and me in enjoying this year's ceremonies.
1: The one thing that was scheduled that didn't get canceled was the NCAA basketball championship was playing that night. That same night? That same night. Oh, wow. And they didn't delay that, but they did have a moment of silence for the president. Wow. He's only there for 11 days. And he, again, this is an interesting time in the country, too, because things are happening fast, right? This is this assassination attempt, president's shot, president's going in for surgery. So people were like... <laughs> Who's in charge? George Bush is hearing about this in the air. He's on Air Force Two. So he's hearing about this in the air. And this is when you get the Speaker of House who makes that statement, I'm in control.
2: And there are absolutely no alert measures that are necessary at this time or contemplate. Uh, Now, if you have some questions, I'd be happy to take them. Who's making the decision? Constitutionally, gentlemen, you have the president the Vice President and the Secretary of State in that order and should the President decide he wants to tr- transfer the helm to the Vice President he, he will do so. As of now I am in control here in the White House pending return of the Vice President and in, in close touch with him if something came up I would check with him of course.
1: And he'll say, I'm in control. And people go, what? That's not how it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's another person in between you, right? There's, there's a couple steps. But the
1: Secretary of State, like, it's going to go president vice president secretary yeah. of state Prime secretary of defense like you have all these secretaries that before the speaker of the house is was, gonna
0: speaker of the house is third in line is
1: that was third yeah um, so he yeah. says i'm in control yeah <laughs> and so too bush is like in the air he's like what i, I still exist so, like hello so that happens but another thing that's happening in 81 at the time is news coverage
0: Yeah, it was so
1: this recording,
0: the early end of that CNN type era. Yeah, see, this is CNN's
1: first year. And so NBC was there, ABC was there. That's where you're getting the cover, the very good angle of everything that's happening. And CNN starts to play that over and over again. And CNN runs it for a full 24 hours with updates as they go. And some of the things they get wrong is they get wrong that Brady was killed. And it takes a while before they realize that Brady was not killed. So that's one of the first things they do report. But what happens is it really cements CNN as being a place to go for very to date.
0: Yeah, just kind of minute, minute you know, by 24 minute. hour news. Yes.
1: If you want to go for good coverage, actual up to date coverage. Yeah. The CNN was the place to go. Like I said, they only been around for a year. But doing this, I'm
0: sure that was they were like the place yes. because every other all the other typical networks would take breaks. They would go to their other programming and this, that and the other. And this is this event happens. It was laid their foundation of yes, this is what we do.
1: Now, when we talk about Hinckley, the shooter, a lot of people, John Hinckley Jr., who is the one who fires his gun at the president and eventually will kill Brady. He says he does it to get the attention of Jodie Foster. He had seen Jodie Foster a taxi driver, and he was very enamored with her. And so he thought if he did this, he could bring attention to himself. Jodie Foster, in return, has only ever spoken about this four times. Yeah, I
0: thought this was really. I thought this was interesting. And I, and when you said that to me, I was. I don't blame that. I don't blame her.
2: Yes, I don't want to jeopardize the prosecution. Okay. Without without getting specific, was he threatening <laughs> Amelis? Did not he lie? I'm not allowed to say. Um, I, I believe that it's, you know, that the, the letters were assumed to have been, you know, love typewriters.
0: When does he first to realize the
1: connection between the Hinckley and the, the letters and the Hinckley who shot the president? Um, well, how many Hinckleys do you know? Yeah, she doesn't want to give attention to him. Yeah. She doesn't want him to get what he wanted from her. So she spoke about it immediately after. She did an op-ed and wrote about it, and she spoke about it two other times in interviews. She's asked about it, and she commented on it. She will go out of her way to cancel interviews or walk out of interviews if they ask her about this, and she has told them that she's not going to speak on it. Yeah. To the point, like she doesn't want to give it power. Sure. She doesn't want to give Hinkley yeah. power.
0: Yeah. Well, I can understand that. That's. So what? You know, for obviously Hinckley was captured. I'll be perfectly honest, I don't actually know what ended up happening to him. I know he was convicted, pled insanity.
1: Pled insanity, which is, of course, he's insane. Yeah. I want to be
0: like, of course,
1: obvious you're insane. Yeah. But because no one, I think, died. So I think at the time no one was killed.
0: Right when it happened. Right when it happened. So even I though Brady passed away later.
1: Later, much later. Okay. Uh, even though nobody was killed, he could plead insanity. He was put in he was institutionalized. He was just recently released. Oh, really? And it's because the president is dead. Yeah. Now Reagan is dead and Brady. So they and I think he's very limited in where he can go and he's very watched and monitored, but Yes, he's. I'm
0: surprised. I don't think I even realized that.
1: I know it's it's interesting, but yeah, James Brady will never recover from this. He's disabled. He will maintain press secretary for the rest of the year, but it's oh. more of a positional yeah. title sure. because he will be in a wheelchair and it will impact his speech. And then he passes away in uh, August of 2014 yeah. and I, like I said the medical examiner will rule it a homicide because he will succumb to the injuries that he received from that gunshot wound to the head Tim McCarthy is still alive the secret service agent got shot in the chest has oh, wow. had three children afterwards and the police officer Tom Delaney is also still alive who was Shot in the back. One thing that I thought was interesting is the president's approval rating goes up after this. Yeah,
0: I'm not <laughs> that's not super surprising. People rally around, yeah, you know, a horrible event like that. People, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're if you disagree with Reaganomics at the time or not, mm-hmm. we're going to rally around something that's obviously hey, you can't be shooting the president,
1: yeah. And I think people, again, Reagan, he's such a good communicator. Yeah. And so he's so good with people and putting them at ease and building morale yep. that I think people saw just the way he handled the whole thing. I think when he comes out of surgery, he asks, does anyone know what the shooter's beef was? Like <laughs> he was very good On Off the Cuff. He delivers a line well. I mean, he's an actor, right? So when you think about it, like, he was very good at giving speeches. He was very good at making the country feel at ease. I remember when the Challenger disaster happens and he speaks to America.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd planned to speak to you tonight to report on the State of the Union. The events of earlier today have led me to change those plans. Today is a day for mourning and remembering. Nancy and I are pained to the core by the tragedy of the shuttle Challenger. We know we share this pain with all of the people of our country. This is truly a national loss.
1: He was just one of those great deliverers of an orator, basically. Another thing that I thought was interesting is the Dow Jones dips the next day, but it pops right back up after he comes out of surgery.
0: Oh, interesting. So just a little market uncertainty. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't think there's been an assassination attempt on the president since him.
0: Not that I am aware yeah, of. Yeah,
1: not that not that the public is aware of, right. but there hasn't been something that was so close. Yeah. And the president actually got bodily harmed from. Yeah. So it was very I, it was a neat story to do
0: but it's super fun and we wanted to we made the extra effort tonight to come on a little bit later and do this on the anniversary even though we haven't made the video so i know even less than i normally would because <laughs> normally i do all my learning when i'm editing the, those videos to those uh, listening thank you for listening to the talk with history podcast and please reach out to us at our website com. more importantly if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast or this video Please share it with them, and especially if you think today's topic would interest them. Shoot them a text, tell them to look us up. We rely on your community to grow, and we appreciate you all every day. Talk to you next time.
1: Thank you.